season two of the Gorilla Brain Podcast. I am your host with the most from coast to coast, 8-Bit Ray. And joining me today is the king of my ties, Sean. Very true. Very true. So how many uh, my ties are you to the wind right now? Uh, six or seven. Six or seven? So you're either going to be drunk so you're either gonna be drunk, or by the end of the night, right? Something like that, but when you're drinking uh, dollar Mai Tais, it's a, it's kind of a sugar high. Uh, think Yes Men when he had the Red Bull. It's kind of like that. Oh, okay. All right, let's see if you have enough energy to answer my first question, because the topic of today is there is no topic. We tried recording a topic twice, fucked it up twice. We're not talking about it. So let's see if you're drunk enough to answer my question. Is South Park outdated and past its prime? I I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I I, th- I I don't think so either because I think they keep it modern. You know, they they stay hip and jiggy with it with the cool kids of today, and I think that uh, adds to its lifespan. I actually like the the season they did. Uh, it's like I think it was like four seasons ago now, where they had the uh, all the episodes were connected into a giant story. I kind of wish like every four or five seasons, or you know, like it could be three. I wish they would do that. Because that'd be kind of, you know, because I, I mean, I like the I like the story of the week just fine, too. But having an overall connected story was kind of fun. And I think it'd be cool to see him do like a back and forth, like kind of mix it up a little. I don't think that would have worked with most shows, though. You think about it like uh, The Simpsons, every every one of their episodes is a week to week. Tell, I mean, you can go back even further. You can go like Tales from the Crypt. Would you want an arcing Tales from the Crypt series? I know it would just be fucking stupid. Well, uh, I definitely don't think it worked from Tales from the Crypt. I mean, it's literally in the name. It's Tales from the Crypt. It's a different tale each week. That one, that would be, you know, kind of kind of pointless. I think you could do Simpsons week to week, but I think it, it I don't think it'd be as entertaining for Simpsons because they're already relatively grounded compared to like a Futurama or Family Guy. So if you, I think if you did week to week with Simpsons, I definitely think you'd be a little bit more like bored. So now here's here's another one. What if you flip the script, right? You had a show that was a long arc, right? Say like, okay, let's take Flash or Arrow, right? Something from the CW shit first, right? You take that and you make a week-to-week, like, um, you know, just a villain of the week kind of thing. You oh, then the Fla- Flash would go back to being good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like reverse that shit. So instead I of wish... Being- Instead of dealing with Zoom all season, we get a lot more villains, you know. I think that would be so much better if they just did it that way. I really I wish they would. Flash. <laughs> I, you know, I, I say this all the time. I'm pretty sure I've said it in other episodes of our own show. We need to do the 10-episode thing. Cut half the damn episodes so now you, want, you can have you more a, villains, you a, more fun. You want a Game of Thrones of that shit. That's what you're saying? I, I think it's a better format, man. If you take a show like Flash, like Arrow, like any of these superhero shows, mm-hmm. and now that you don't have to push it 22 episodes, I can have 10 or 12 episodes of fun, just really cool shit. All the shit I'm uh, there for, none of all the dumb shit. Yeah, you know? I, I can none see of the how that filler. Would, yeah. It would be better. You would tune in to fucking Flash, you know, he would go off with his team. They'd set him off. He'd go on the adventures, fight the bad guys, do the superhero shit we're there for, and it'd be a lot more win and a lot less, you know, now, you know, Flash's daughter 
watching her on her lesbian adventures or whatever the fuck it is. Just this mm-hmm. dumb shit that you don't care about. You don't care about the Flash's daughter. You don't care about the Flash's personal life or arrows. I don't care about any of them. Like I don't watch these superhero shows because I want to see Ollie be sad. You know, you just like put on the suit and go kick some ass. Yeah, you definitely ain't wrong on that one. At least I can say that. Uh, what was it? DC's uh, Legends of Tomorrow. At least they did it like the. They had an overall arc, yes, but every episode was different. And and I thought they kind of did it right, but it got stale after a while, and now nobody watches that shit. Didn't it get canceled? Uh, I'm surprised. If it isn't canceled, it will be. And then they did the uh, – it was okay. It wasn't – even the first season was okay. Plus, they did my most hated thing in all of DC Comics, that goddamn Hawkwoman arc with her and the Forsaken Lover. I hate Hawkwoman or Hawk Girl, whatever it is. I hate it. It's I hate Hawk Girl. I hate her. I hate Hawkman. I hate him in Justice League. I hate him in Legends. I don't read him in the comics. I hate these two characters. I don't care about their lives. I just not a fan. Wow, and you talk about me being the fucking negative Nancy on this show. Yeah, watch Justice League. What's the so worst you episode? You put a little bit of hater raid in those my ties, homie. Hey, I just, I'm telling the people the truth. I don't like Hawkman. And to be fair, I don't know, none of my friends, nobody I've ever met has been like, yeah, I'm a Hawkman fan. I collect, nobody, nobody collects Hawkman. He sucks. That was a joke. It's funny because it's true. I've never met one personally. Uh, I've never read a good Hawkman story. I've read stories that he was in, but not featuring him. So, you know, you could do like Identity Crisis. You know, he was there. But he wasn't I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, I'm equal opportunity. I don't like Hawk Girl either. I, you know, I couldn't stand her in Justice League. I, every time she was the focus of the episode, it sucked. Yeah, and that's why she got sent to Legends of Tomorrow, and no one cares. <laughs> yeah, but then then they did the same thing. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow screwed themselves because they had Firestorm. Mm. And he was one of their best characters. I really liked Firestorm, even though they didn't use the the black the black Firestorm from the comics. They made a new one for whatever reason. He was a really good character. Like he was written well, and he was everything that they wanted for from that kind of thing. Much better character than Wally West, who was just shit. And then they just threw him away. Just fucking waste. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that show is canceled. DC has been going on a canceling spree lately. Uh, well, not lately, but in the last few months, they canceled, uh, what, Swamp Thing? They canceled Lucifer. And then Netflix brought it back, right? Like, DC cut it. Yeah. AW cut it or whatever it was, and then Netflix brought it back. But, I mean, yeah. on a cutting spree, man, they're like, yeah, we're done with this live-action shit. Oh, but Arrow's still running. But why? No. Arrow's actually over, though. Arrow, this is oh, the last season they ended. Thank God. But it didn't get canceled. They ended it. They're that ending show. Arrow. Go ahead. They, should, they ended that one. They still have Legends, as far as I'm aware. Supergirl's still going. They're Why? introducing... Ah, I don't know. They're introducing Batwoman, which, you know, in the crossover, I liked her. I thought she was great. You watch the trailer for Batwoman, and tell me that's not cringeworthy. Like, when you have 15, I'm a strong, independent woman who doesn't need no man scenes in the trailer, like, I get, fuck Batman, you're a woman in better in every way, but 
god damn, like but, 15 times. But Kate Kane has always been, uh, she's always been a bull dyke, you know, manly type. So, I mean, it kind of fits her personality for the show. But they're gonna, I'm not but they're saying gonna, they're going to sprinkle that CW fucking nonsense in there. They're they're going to put that extra little bit of drama up in there. She's a strong woman. You know, if you've ever read the Batman books, if you ever read Detective Comics that she was featured in when she first appeared, then you will know, you know, and then she had her own New 52 series, and then, you know... She, I just... Uh, yeah. I want, to, to me, the trailer was cringeworthy, and I like Ruby Rose. I'm fine with her playing the character, but some Maybe of those dialogue... Some of that dialogue, I just, oh, uh, God. Especially being like, if there's that many in the trailer, and I know how CW works, mm-hmm. oh, it's nonstop, you know? And my thing is, and I say this all the time, as you know, you can even check my comic collection, I'm all for strong women. But if you have a really, truly good character, she doesn't have to constantly tell you how good she is. She just goes out there, kicks ass, does her job. And you know why people know she's a badass? Because she is a badass. She doesn't have to remind you 30 times. Right. You know who wasn't ever a strong character? And that was Spoiler, right? They just <laughs> killed her off this week, by the way. Spoiler alert for the, the death of Spoiler. They killed her off this week. Yeah, I hope it sticks this time. Because I had the book where she died the first time. Then they retconned it and brought her back. Yeah, and then they and they knew 52 that shit, and she came back again, and then... She's yeah, just not a particularly not interesting character. Yeah, I know I, everything about you because of the internet. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> my, dad's, just, my dad's clue master. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. not a, you're not a very interesting character. I am sorry. No, she's not. And like I said, I, I've got... There's all kinds of, of good characters that I like, like Lady Shiva like X-23, like Cassandra Cain. At first, Cassandra Cain doesn't even talk. She's a freaking yeah. badass that can almost go toe-to-toe with Batman because of how she was trained. Like, she is just a badass chick. She never has to proclaim to everybody that, that she's better than any man. She just is. That's and because that's, all the men hype her up. They're like, yeah, she's just as good as me, if not better. That makes it Rambo-like, so it's okay. she got a hype man. She's doing it yeah. right. Yeah. Rambo is the king of the hype man. And then we have another Rambo coming out later this year, too. That, that's just odd to me. You think Sylvester Stallone is just wrapping up his career, just doing things that he made money on? I think he's just doing the, the like, he, I'm pretty, he's taking the easy jobs, which is like the Escape Plan series and stuff like that, and I get it. And he's doing the characters he knows people love him for, and, and I get it. People are going to see it. You know, you're going to make a decent amount of money. He's like 70 plus so when it comes to that man i get not taking any crazy thing like you're not going to do a a straight up action movie but you'll do something like rambo where like you're blowing people away with guns and people love you because you're rambo you don't have to kill yourself then your name's already established so i I get it i'm thinking he learned his lesson from expendables because he got hurt on like every movie that he did for the expendables yeah, well, I mean that's the that's one of the things about the the old school action guys though. You know, he might be seventy, eighty years old, but he always took care of himself. So when he's when they're like, all right, we need you to do this, uh, you know, I don't need no stunt double. I'll run across there, whatever. I'll fucking you know, I'll do it. Let's get it done. Right. I'll take that spear from Stone Cold and crack three of my ribs. Fuck it. Sylvester Stallone, right. bitch. Yeah, that's what made those guys great. That back before you know every action movie was made by Marvel, and most of them are eighty percent CG. 
you know, you just had guys going out there, you know, kicking ass, blowing shit up, you know, getting it done. And that's why all those movies are so memorable and fun. That's what's going on in the world. (laughs) Kid interrupted me. Sorry, got distracted. Uh, Let's see. Uh, John Carpenter is coming back with more Halloween movies. Why? Smells like shit. It is shit, Austin. Oh, good. Then it's not just me. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because they're going to... The Halloween Kills, I think it is, and... What is the other one? The Halloween, Halloween, Halloween End Game, where Michael Myers snaps his fingers. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I've seen this movie. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's the it's the end of Laurie Strode's chess saga, whatever. It was and, the end of Laurie Strode when she was fucking in a mental asylum, dangling from a wire, and gets stabbed in Resurrection. You just want to pretend well, I mean, like fucking Resurrection didn't happen. We all know it happened. Fucking Busta Rhymes remembers, not Pepper. I think there's there's a reason nobody nobody wants to go back to Resurrection. That movie is terrible. I I think she I could see wanting a better end for her character Uh, because you know if I was Jamie Lee Curtis I'd be like you know why don't why don't we kill me off in a movie that doesn't suck ass? Yeah. Well, I mean. There was no reason. Okay, when Rob Zombie did his reboot, and we've covered all the Halloween movies in a past episode, go to our archives and listen up. Um, it was called The Night He Came Home, early episode from last year. Anyway, so the Rob Zombie reboots, and then we get, okay, so we had the original Halloween. Rob Zombie reboots, we get Halloween again. And then the, the one from last year, we get Halloween again. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of the new trend, new oh, dumbass yeah. trend of just using the same name. Oh, the thing pulled that shit too, didn't they? Yeah, it's a prequel, Dude. but we're gonna call it the thing. The thing, uh, yeah. Halloween. Um, what was it? Final Destination had one at one point in time. Yeah, oh, Final Destination. Final Destination. Yeah. Yeah, and then let's not forget Fast and the Furious. Then by the time you got to Part Four, there was no doubt. It was just Fast and Furious. Like a Probably. lot of franchises have did this dumb name thing. I'm surprised they're not going by abbreviations at this point. You know, I, I, I say I, I, I love to say this, but I miss the number system. I, that's why I hate that Saul gave mm-hmm. up on it and did the final chapter. I'm a number guy. Like I just want the Roman numeral next to my movie. Yeah, Fast and the Furious Seven. Okay, now that's the movie. Yeah, Expendables One, Two, Three. Just, just give me a number. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I don't need all this crazy crap. Just just number the damn things. Now, I think you can go back and trace that back to Jason Voorhees because it wasn't Friday the 13th, uh, what was it, uh, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. It was just Jason Takes Manhattan. So you can go back and point the finger right at Jason Voorhees. I thought I thought it was. I thought it was called Part 8. No. No, it wasn't. It was just Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. I don't remember seeing the Part 8 there. If I'm wrong... You can correct me, but uh, in any poster I've ever seen, it's just Jason takes Manhattan. So, uh, yeah, I I just thought I thought it was in there really small, but I could be wrong. I would say somebody could chime in, but our audience is afraid of us. They never correct us, or maybe they no. just like us too much. No, they constantly agree with us because we're always right. That's just the way. Oh. That's why they tune in because they're like, "Wow, I really agree with these guys." These guys are so right. They're so truthful. I believe everything they say. They are the new God. And thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, that is a, you know, we do appreciate the faith. Yes. All hail God. 
right? And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, so, I mean, there, there's really not a whole lot of news coming out. I mean, we're not really a news show, you know what I mean? Like, we're usually a topic or a countdown or, you know, something like that. So, just talking shit, there's really not a whole lot going on in the world right now. Nah, yeah. I mean, and we've we've already covered, basically, why, why, you know, season two started, sadly did not go smoothly as planned, two botched episodes, and this is just something fun to hold you over while you wait for sweet, sweet Borderlands 3 to come out. I'm, I'm going to introduce a little bit of uh, sadness into the into the listeners' lives. Uh, we were going to do – we tried this twice, and we tried doing the Conjuring universe and kind of ranking and rating. And every time, it kept fucking up. So this is the third attempt, and we're not doing the Conjuring, but we will touch on the Nun because Sean loves to just crap the drizzling shit all over the nun. So, by all means, sir, for the third <laughs> oh. fucking time, how do you feel oh. about the nun? You gotta be oh. at this point. Oh. <laughs> After three times, or two times, of ranting about this shitty fucking movie, I, I really can't stress enough. It's bad okay. enough. Give it's bad nun. enough Give that we agree. The nun in ten words or less. None. That's it. None. There's nothing there. Nothing. There's not even ten words to say. There's nothing. Give it the money. No story. None for the none. None. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's the story sucks. The acting stuck sucks. The special effects suck. It looks like a sci-fi channel movie, mm-hmm. except for without the sci-fi channel budget. I, literally, their movies look better. Hurricane Heist is a better fucking film than the none. You ever see uh, Hurricane Heist? It's about a cool truck and not much else. So was Maxwell Overdrive. Uh, so, that that uh, movie's better than The Nun. So let, Every not, Conjuring movie is better than The Nun. So so let's just wrap up the Conjuring universe in very short time. Uh, Annabelle movies, uh, all awful except the second one. Uh, part three especially. Jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Okay. Well, three's uh, better than one. Conjuring one, excellent movie. Good base for a franchise. True. Uh, uh, part two. Not my favorite. I crap on it a lot. Sean digs it a lot. Yeah, I love it a lot. But I'm also a, a James Wan fanboy, and I admit to it. Uh, what else? Uh, Sean brought up that we that Annabelle was in Aquaman, which is fucking awesome to me. Um, yeah, it's I, in the bottom of the ocean, and she's in um, Shazam for a second. Right, and then uh, essentially Annabelle was James Wan really wanting to grasp on to. Uh, Dead Silence sequels that he never got to make. So uh, basically, and, to to do Annabelle quick, Annabelle one, boring. Annabelle Creation, pretty good movie. Annabelle three, an okay movie, but it's just jump scares. That's basically and, it. And a cash grab for spinoff movies. Say, call it I, what it is, man. If you're gonna call a cash grab, I think La, La Girona is cash grab. You didn't say this, it right, and all the fans got to miss out on my excellence, La Girona. Look at that shit. Nailed it. That that movie, it's an okay horror movie. It really is. It's, it's an okay. It's a rental. It's fine. But I'm almost 100% positive. They just dropped the Conjuring thing to get a few bucks off of that movie. That's it. It's, yeah, it's they, part they of the universe, the, but not yeah, really. They fucking slapped the sticker on it. Call it what it is, man. You know it. I know it. It, it it's about it as connected as Halloween 3. Like, yeah, Michael Myers is on the TV, so technically he's in the movie. It's about that connected. It took place in Haddonfield, didn't it? I don't know, did it? 
I don't think so. I think it was like out in California or something. Yeah, but, yeah. That that's basically the the quick of it. I I do not really have the energy to go in depth and kind no. of again. Three and I like the film. Wasted. Yeah. Three fucking hours wasted. Never again. <laughs> We're either gonna do this in one shot and move on, or not do it at all. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. But for the rest of the Conjuring universe, be sure to check out our Instagram, where I review everything I see. Yep, in we'll ten words or less. Ah, so, I try to make them fast. That's how I do it. I try to make my reviews quick because I'm not going to describe the movie. If you're looking up a review, you know what the movie's about and you have interest in seeing it. And our review, if you're fans of the show, you know my personality by now, or you should. You know Ray. He pretty much agrees with me for newer movies. We're about the same these days. So the rating is, you know, that's that's my that's quick. I'll, I'll say a few good things about it. If there is some, I'll say the bad. And that's it, you know, in and out, done. Yep. Quick review. Yep. And uh, let's see. Uh, Spider-Man is coming out of the MCU. I give two shits. Uh, I might be I, okay. Okay, let me let me let me phrase this correctly so that no one misunderstands this. The first two Rami films for the Spider-Man were the best, the absolute best. Okay. Part three was dog shit. Call it what it is. The Amazing Spider-Man movies weren't. How do I word this without sounding like a fucking asshole? Dude, they, they were. They were fun. They were fun. Bad. They were fun. Like I like they were bad, but they were bad in a good way. Like they were entertaining bad. Really? Like, See, I, I thought one was solid, but two, two is my guilty pleasure. Two is it, I like the movie. But it is bad. Goblin is garbage, and I hate him, and he looks like he's from the 90s. It, his the whole wardrobe doesn't make sense. His whole character doesn't make sense. If you to take out the Goblin, throw that character in the fucking garbage, and then uh, got rid of the buildup for the Sinister Six, and if you would have made that movie about Spider-Man and a little bit of Gwen Stacy action, and then gave that fucking rhino more time. I wanted to see that rhino fight. I loved rhino. I love the guy who played him. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but if you see the movie, guy, right? No, nah, he's the, the, the lead bad guy from shoot him up. That guy. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 Good point, man. You brought up. Shoot and, him up? Oh my God. Yeah. And he was awesome. I really I liked his character. He was a lot of fun and I want to see him fight. He's in the very beginning of the movie, very end, and they never actually fight. If they'd have moved him into the story a little bit, he could have shared screen time with Electro. And if you'd have made them to the focus, well, we wouldn't have Tom Holland because the movie would have been great. Instead, you had this shitty, shitty fucking goblin. Anybody, if you like that version of the goblin, feel free to unfriend me. They're, you're, you're, you're fucked up. There's something wrong with you. We don't need to be talking. I yeah, hate that I did, version. I, I did like the that version of the lizard. I thought he looked great. No, lizard was great. That, yeah, I mean, I thought that was great. And so there are some redeeming qualities to Amazing Spider-Man. People give it a lot of shit, but lizard was Spider-Man one though. Yeah. But okay, so here is, and this is where we're going to come into a lot of uh, friction. I don't know if it's going to be between you and me because I know we're we're pretty much even on this, but the fans might not agree with me. Spider-Man Homecoming is one of the most overhyped garbage fires I've ever seen. 
I don't like Tom Holland. I think he is a fucking waste of Peter Parker life. I I, I just hate, I hate his fucking face. Stark, I don't feel so. Shut the fuck up. No one cares. I didn't. When he died, people were crying in the theater. I gave two shits. I'm like, yes, Spider Man is in and out. That's the way it should be. Go back to uh, Sony, which he did, by the way. I'm a little different. I like Tom Holland, but he's not my favorite. And because I, I get why Marvel is doing the teenage Spider-Man. I get it to get their younger audience, and that's who he's there for. And that's fine. I don't mind him at all. I really don't. But I, you know, I don't really care about high school Peter Parker. I prefer the one that's got a job, you know. Yeah, give, working at the Bugle, J. Jordan Jameson. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, I want either that. Shit. Or I'd lo- I'd love to see fucking Parker Industries Parker when he's out there and yeah. you know he's not down on his luck. I'd like to see the ones where Spider Man is Spider Man. He's hooked up with Mary Jane. You know he's got his company. I'd like to see that where like he's finally because I've watched Spider Man struggle for so long. Eventually he does get out of it, right. and you know he still has some problems. Yeah, but he's not totally fucked. And in Spider Man. You know, Peter Parker, that one, the, the original Spider-Man, the Rami one, Spider-Man's kind of like fucked all the time like he is. He's real down on his luck. And thanks to them, we don't ever get a conclusion to that story. And then Amazing, he's a little bit better, but he's he's a good Spider-Man, but a very yeah. douchey Peter Parker. Like, that's not Peter Parker. I liked him as Spider-Man. I did. When he wears the suit, it's all fine. But if you look at him in Peter Parker... That's not the character at all. It's, it's just not. I don't. Well, I don't know the, what it is. Andrew Garfield with his flayed hair. And, uh, yeah, he's too, tips, like. <laughs> he's too douchebaggy looking. Right. You know. Like, and and yeah, I like Andrew Garfield, like the voice. You know. You yeah, know so, so do I. I like him as Spider Man. He just mm-hmm. looks like a douchebag as Peter Parker. Kind of like Ben Affleck is uh, Batman. Like you, you're not Bruce Wayne, man. Sorry, Michael Keaton was more of a a Bruce Wayney type. You know, I, you Christian know, Bale. Yes, know. Christian Bale is definitely, definitely Bruce Wayne. Like to me, like I, I love Michael Keaton, but him and and Christian Bale to me are equal. Like that's two very good sides of Bruce Wayne. But Ben Affleck is when he's Batman, he's pretty much on. Like he's he is a really good Batman, not so much Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean I feel that, but I mean people people give Andrew Garfield a shit. You know, they give him a lot of shit. And I try I try so hard. That. I wanted to like the Amazing Spider-Man movies because I'm like, okay, after the fucking uh, Sam Raimi third one, which he didn't want to make, by the way, Sony kind of twisted his arm on him because they're like, you signed a three-movie deal, you're doing, motherfucker. You and, know, though, I think right now would be the perfect time for Sony. I know it's on Disney's end, too. I'm not giving them any credit or whatever. But I'd like to see, I'd really love to see Disney, you know, and them come to an agreement. You have Tom Holland in the MCU, and I'd like to see them make a four to Rami Spider-Man. I'd like to see a conclusion to that, and then maybe, you know, put them all three together. I want to see live-action Spider-Verse. I think, and maybe without Disney, maybe that's the route they'll go. I think that's the coolest thing they could do. I'd love to see Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom. I'd like to see all three of them. 
like a live action Spider Man, mm-hmm. I think would be great. And you know, you could even ugh, I hate to admit this, but if you wanted to introduce the other Spider People, Miles Morales, get either Spider Man PS4 writers or into the Spider Verse writers because yeah. they know how to write Miles in the game and problem. that movie. They they do him better. There's a problem he, with that. Oh yeah, Sony owns Insomnia or Insomniac. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I thought, well, yeah. See, they still they have the writer, so okay. they'd be easier to tap him because that guy. I'm I wasn't a Miles fan, um, but I played the game and I watched the movie. And I'm like, you know, he's not so bad. And I did try to read the comic, okay, because I will give any character a chance. I know with a good writer, you can make any character work. There's no bad comic character in the hands of a good writer. And I tried with Miles because after, you know, I, I liked it in Spider-Man. I was like, you know, in the PS4 game, I was like, they did him right. All right. And I saw Spider-Verse. I'm like, man, he's so cool in this character. He's, you know, he's a pretty good character. And then I read Spider-Man Miles Morales number one. And I didn't feel that at all. I uh, did not pick up a second issue. So, you know, I think if you get one of them writers, I think he could work, you know, or even, you know, hell, do into the Spider-Verse 2 and give me the fucking Tobey Maguire character or even yeah. make an animated one. I just, I get so tired of seeing these superhero movies like Hellboy 2, Spider-Man 3. I want a conclusion just because we spent three films with him trying to get Mary Jane and like there's this big bullshit about this damn ring and it never comes to fruition, I just want to see them fucking hook up, you know, after all this fucking bullshit, like, just resolve the story. Like, have them be together, make an animated movie, I don't care, let that happen. But in all honesty, do you really want it? I mean, after the flop, that I mean, it wasn't a financial flop, but the flop story-wise and quality-wise that was, I mean, we all were uh, fucking Venom. Come on, man. That's that what I'm awful. saying. If they do a CG one, it wouldn't be so bad. They can make it fun. You know, because it's Spider-Verse. Well, Even I mean, if they just could... visit the character. Like, that'd be cool. Like, you know, have it be voiced by Tobey Maguire, and then, they, you know, at least it would be a resolution to his character. Right. I'd be fine with that. Now, I have a question, though. Like, no one talked about it, but the What If anthology series that's coming out that they just announced, are they going to cut all the Spider-Man stories out of that? I doubt it. It's probably, from what I understand, and I, honestly, right now there's some bullshit going on. I'm fairly sure what's done is done. They're all good there. You and I both know that they like money. And being that Spider-Man Far From Home made a billion dollars, yeah, you know damn well they're going to work shit out. Because Spider-Man in the MCU, it works. It's a it's a really good thing, and he's in it so well now that it'll almost be. It'll honestly, if Sony doesn't at least do their part to make this merger thing, partnership, whatever, work, I honestly think it'll be a waste. It, it'll really hurt because this character is so deep in the MCU that I think cutting all ties would be a, a just a poor decision. Yeah, because then they're going to have to rework everything and work around it without Spider-Man and all the plot holes that he left in his fucking movies and his end credit scene and all that other shit. So, yeah, you got to do this problem when it's just, I mean, you got people already saying, I'm going to boycott this movie when it comes out. Like, why? Because Disney's name isn't on it? 
whatever. No, the fuck no, you're not. Fucking fanboys. I know. It, you know that kind of stupid shit is why a movie I liked actually flopped. I actually enjoyed Solo. It has some problems, but because of all these stupid fucking fanboys boycotting it, shut up. Back it up, up, motherfucker. I'm getting there. Yeah, I like Solo. Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. I like the movie. I'm thinking 1984's action Solo movie. Oh, no, no, no. Mario Von Peebles? No, no. No, I didn't mind that either, but I like Solo. And I wanted to see more in that universe, but because everybody was so pissed over the stupid fucking Last Jedi, which is kind of broken as hell, I get it, but mm-hmm. they boycotted this, so this good movie, I don't get to see more of, because they hated that one. Like, why couldn't you boycott episode, was it, nine? Don't go yeah. see that. Let that fly. Why you gotta fuck over my solo adventures, you bastards? Well, since we're on the topic, we might as well uh, talk about it, is uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh, oh God! Why didn't anybody tell me? Uh, oh my God! My insides are on fire! No, no, please, no more, no more! Dad, I'm scared. Get the phone. Call nine one one. Lois, 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 get in here! Uh, okay, okay. I think it's all gone. I, I. Honestly, I'm pretty much done with this sequel trilogy. Like, <laughs> I you mean, know, For- Force Awakens was a nice, you know, it's a nice throwback or whatever. And then, you know, cause well, because nostalgia is so well, huge. Well, Force Awakens also made a, a good decision, I think. Because I know, you know, a lot of us are sort of getting tired of the nostalgia train. But when you look at Force Awakens, they made episodes one, two, and three. Which, one and two have some good scenes, but overall, eh. And episode three is pretty decent, but it left a bad taste in their mouth. Every so when you're bringing in my mouth, when you're bringing back a new trilogy, I get why they made Force Awakens the way they did. That's just smart. You know, it was shot on on practical sets at least, so it felt like Star Wars. It looked good. You had a great cast. Yes, it followed familiar beats, but it made sense to go that way. They played and the then that yeah. Well, I'm yeah. saying it just it made sense. Like, you know, they're not just doing it for nostalgia thing. You tried something, and a lot of people didn't like it. So if you're going to do a new Star Wars trilogy, why not give people what they want, that familiar Star Wars? But that's the thing. They didn't give us what we wanted. They gave us the same of what we already had. We expected so much more from these new films that they just spoon-fed us the same shit that we've had the last 30 years. Well, but they could have went somewhere with Force Awakens. That's, that's what I was getting at. Like, I get going the safe route for the first one. You got the audience there. Uh, it got pretty positive reviews. You, you introduced some new characters. Like, you were set up pretty good. And then you just threw it all away. This just... What do you mean they uh, introduced new characters? No, they uh, didn't. Poe po Dameron, he's pretty I'm cool. So what? Go on. So what? You want to play this game? Okay, I can take any movie and they just carbon cut characters. That's how the game goes. But they introduced likable characters. I liked Poe Dameron. I liked Finn. Ray was okay. She's better than that stupid bitch from uh, Rogue One that has no personality. At least Ray was sort of fun. Rogue One chick shouldn't even be in the movie. She's just a plot device. There's not really much else to her. Yeah, I she was due from the beginning, so whatever. Yeah, I just, I didn't care for her, but I don't mind Ray. 
But then you get to Last Jedi, and it's like, hey, remember those characters you liked? Like, like Poe? Yeah, he's going to get fucked over for no apparent reason, even though he's asking logical questions. And, yeah. oh, remember Princess Leia? She's going to have the stupidest fucking plan in all of Star Wars. And, uh, yeah, remember Kylo, right? That cool helmet, at least he looked cool. No, he's going he's gonna to ditch the helmet and look like a douchebag. It's yeah. just... Emo so Kylo, friend. So and then you go to the casino planet. I like the scene as a whole. It was a cool planet. It was a fun place to visit. It doesn't really fit in the movie. It feels like an unnecessary side quest. Like, everything... You, just, you bring back Captain Phasma and throw her away. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't even know why they even hired a big money actress like uh, uh, Brienne of Tarkin. Gwendolyn for, Christie. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie. Yes, yes. Thank you, IMDb. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, why hire such a a, a, noter, a known actor, a high paid actor, for such a role where she's just behind a helmet the whole time? You could have had you know Kevin Smith behind the fucking mask. <laughs> exactly. And then you know you you throw away Luke Skywalker. You had there was a great scene between. Luke and Yoda. I really like that scene. And it's one of the only really good scenes in the movie. But it, yeah, it doesn't, they, they wasted him. Basically, he starts a Jedi Academy to bring back the Jedi that are wiped out now. Mm-hmm. And they made the one guy go bad. So he just fucking quits. That's what our, the, he's almost a Jedi master at the end of Return of the Jedi. He's this world-renowned Jedi. In all the comics and everything, he's this great Jedi. Everybody knows the name of Luke. And instead of having him build a Jedi Academy, which would introduce new Jedis and, and open up something for cool new stories, yep. he'd throw him, he just fucking quits? Like, oh, man, this shit went sideways. Well, fuck it, I'm out. Like, that's it? He just fucking quits? It's just stupid. Yeah, just... and, now, and now apparently he's not dead. Uh, I, I don't know. And then Dude. Palpatine's alive. It doesn't matter because now that we got Rise of Skywalker, it's going to try and patch up some of the the shit mistakes of Last Jedi. But because of that, you have a trilogy that, you know, I will go see Rise of Skywalker in the theater. I saw every Star Wars movie in the theater, even the CG one. I'm going to go see it. Phantom Menace in 3D, don't forget that. Damn right I did. We saw 3D fucking Jar Jar Binks. How do we sleep at night? Dude, I saw Last Jedi seven times. But this will go down as forgettable. There was a reason. I had movie pass. I abused the shit out of it. There was nothing else playing. And I went with different friends who hadn't seen the movie. And at least two of those shots, I was like, I saw it the first time. And I was like, you know, I got to rewatch that. I just, I just sat through a Star Wars movie and I, not really that excited. You know, I left Force Awakens thinking, that's pretty damn fun. I left Last Jedi and I was like, that's weird. What the fuck? And then I had to read the script, and I was like, oh, he gets another shot. All right, he does, he does. He gets another shot. Exactly. And then I saw it again, and I'm like, no, that, that kind of sucked. Wait a minute, we got a Star Wars movie? It sucked? It wasn't? <laughs> I mean, there was an Asian chick in there. Yeah. You're singing so, my song here, and it still sucked. We're that excited, right? And the thing that I'm not excited for is, look at the lineup coming up for horror movies this year. There's like <laughs> none, and I don't mean the none. I mean none. There's it, chapter two. Is that even considered a horror? I mean, it is. Here's my thing. 
So, so far this year, Evie, child's play has been the best part of the movie I saw. That, it, it was different. You remade a movie in truly remake style. So there's no killer doll. You twisted the plot a little bit, but it worked. You know, you got a good actor like Mark Hamill to, to voice Chucky. I like the way they did the character. Yeah, exactly. I like the way they did the character. I like the way the kills were done. It was a very up-to-date movie, you know, but it worked, and it was fun. And I don't feel I, – I didn't feel like they pulled any punches on it. Like, you made a generally good horror movie without trying to tone down the violence or anything because that's how goofy the world is now. Tone down the violence in a horror movie. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. See, and then I, Yeah. And then I've seen stuff like Crawl, meh, terrible, sci-fi level garbage. Ready or not, saw my reviews on Instagram, basically the best parts in the trailer. It was fun, but it's forgettable. And then the next thing coming out, I didn't get to see Midsummer. I hope that's good. It's from the people that made Hereditary, which I'm a huge fan of. I didn't get to see it. Hopefully that's good. But uh, then you got It, Chapter 2. I really liked It 1. I thought they did a great job. He had a great style to it. You know, I, it's a pretty good story. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not a retard. It doesn't take away Tim Curry. I still enjoy Tim Curry's version. I'm capable of enjoying both. I know this is a rare thing because of fanboys, uh-huh. but it is possible. Uh-huh. 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 But uh, when you look at it, chapter two, one, I'm tired of seeing the trailer. I've seen that old lady scene like 10, 100,000 times. Tired of it. But... Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to live up to part one, especially after the end sets up a possible goddamn love triangle, because I love those. I need those in all my movies. Please, more of that. Yeah. Ugh. I just think I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to have some pretty cool little uh, scenes in it. I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be as good a movie as the first one. I, I just don't. I hope it is. Like, I, I have, you know, I want movies to be good. I'm not a, you know, a troll or nothing like that. I don't think it's going to be. What do you think? I don't think that it's going to live up to it one. Um, just as the adult story, even as, even watching the old Tim Curry uh, it story, the adult stories didn't really resonate as much as the kids ones did. I don't know if it's because I watched it as a kid, but even as an adult, I still enjoy the kids parts more. So, so do I. So I mean, it's just it's not going to do much for me. Yeah, I'll probably see it. Um, but whatever happened to the good old days when we get a, a franchise every year? You know, every year you got a Nightmare on Elm Street, you got a Friday the Thirteenth, you got a Halloween. You know, oh, you know, every year they found out I like those and they no. stopped it. I mean, even because like, Child's Play, uh, Ghoulies, you know, even dumb shit like that got. So many sequels every year, and you know, now we're it, we're living in a franchiseless horror world, and it just feels so empty and alone. Especially being that everybody else is jumping on the franchise train. Honestly, I would I like sequels for horror movies, especially. You know, I would go. I'd be happy to get another Final Destination. Make one of those every year. You know, um, the do Infinite another, Killer, man, the Infinite Killer that cannot yeah. die. You can't beat death. And those movies were fun. Yes, one and two aged a little roughly. I've watched them recently, especially one. But they're still fun movies. I'd like that, man. Bring bring back, you know, the the blood and the, the no holes. The really 
fun stuff that I, those of us up from the 80s love. Bring back that shit. I like, you know, I like Insidious. I like the demon horror stuff. It's cool and all. But uh, give me some more slashers. I've seen so many ghost movies. You know, what happened to the titties and death? Well, we were all, we'd like that, right? Everybody enjoys that. Uh, well, the kids that watched these movies growing up became parents. They're like, I don't want my kids seeing titties, even though they're hypocritical about it. <laughs> like, if, um, if, if a pair of titties pops up on my TV stand, my kids watch it, I'm just like, I live that. You'll be fine. I, I don't care. But if, I, I grew up watching... I grew up watching Van Damme and Seagal and and Schwarzenegger and Stallone and horror movies, action and horror, nothing but death and titties. And you know what? I grew up fine. I'm not offended by every little thing. I never killed anybody. I don't have a desire to go kill anybody. You're not shooting up school. Yeah, you know. I'm a pretty, pretty peaceful person. You know, some shit bugs me like anybody else, but, you know, I'm not out to bother anybody. And I just think that I wish that horror would be, or at least one a year. You, just one or, one or two a year, couldn't they be, a, you know, pointed at me and you, people like us, our demographic, people that want to see fun again? You know, I give mean, me some freaking stupid slasher killing up some, some counselors or something, you know? Give me a Friday the thirteenth every year. Like Just, I'm so I'm so desperate for a good horror movie that I like I'll take a I'll take a new puppet master. <laughs> like I'm that desperate. Like Dead Crawl uh, seemed appealing for a second because I'm so I'm clamoring for something new. I, so am I. Uh, the the uh, tiniest Reich, the one that just came out direct to video for Puppet Master, mm-hmm. that was good. That's my favorite one actually, because really? it's it's faster paced. Over I'm not a huge fan. No, they're all you. I'm not stealing your thunder, but uh, it's it's actually pretty good. Um, uh, I got it as a gift, and I have to cut you off really quick. Uh, I just make sure I'm hearing you correctly, and it wasn't just an audio problem. Yeah. No, no, it must be an audio problem. I'm pretty sure he said yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, because Fort Five had the greatest uh, laser robot battle. Uh, yeah, laser gun and a robot battle in the history of the world. Uh, I like I like Lewis Wright. It was fun. There is. It's fast, man. Look, the other look, ones are man. too slow for me. The first Puppet Master is the definitive Puppet Master. If you want super-duper all kinds of fucking what-the-fuck fun, then you go and watch 4 and 5. After that, it's kind of like, direct the video, oh, and then... Oh, I don't mind the first couple. Okay, I like the newest one because it's a little prettier and faster-paced. But everything after, I, I think it's 4 and 5, they're the ones that were back-to-back. Six, yes. seven, eight, nine, ten. I think it's up to like twelve or thirteen. I can't remember exactly. I know that's past ten. There's more than ten. They I suck. Yeah. I saw them in the theater. Not in the theater. Shit. I, I saw them all. I, I marathoned them all because I'd want to see them. They suck. You just <laughs> skip that. They suck so much. Which is what you know. Kind of got off topic here, but you see what I'm getting? Like I just. Just want some fun horror. I've even watched these stupid ass Netflix ones that people are like, "Oh, it's the scariest movie ever," 
yeah, except for most of them, all of them suck. They'll have a good premise and they'll execute it poorly. Yep. You know, the uh, the violinist was so close to being cool. So close that you had a cool setup. And one, they tipped their hat way too soon and they took the easy way out and they tried to be shocking, but I kind of knew where it was going. And you, you just threw it all away. That movie would have been so much cooler if you were surprised, but you know from the very first scene that that woman's up to something because they do that. You ever see a horror movie or, or any movie really, they do that shot, that little like low angle, like they got that look, like you know they're scheming some shit. Yeah, it's got the they, low, like the low piano, like music, like it's like giving you the hint, like she's up to something. Uh-huh, and they, they have that shot of this girl. And you're just like, why? Why would you do that? Like, you play it straight. Like, I'm not supposed to know she's up to something. And it does take you for a little bit of a whirl when you see the movie, but you know she's up to something. You're not sure where it's going to go, but you already know that she's, she's you know, got something in mind. They, they definitely gave it away. So, you know, just... It's because she has head. to set the example. She was a ballerina. And you were Malibu Barbie? Malibu Barbie. Just saying, you know, these corporations making all these millions and billions of dollars, you can't spend $10 million a year and give me a goddamn Friday the 13th, just a little bit of death and titties. The rest of you can live in this kid-friendly, ridiculous horror movie thing. You know, you know what always baffled me is that the the Friday the Thirteenth remake reboot whatever you want to call it it didn't financially flop whatsoever but they never did anything with the franchise same with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street it didn't financially flop either that's but, because the critics tore them apart yeah I know I know but wouldn't it make and sense the, I wish they would have made more one the Friday the Thirteenth remake is fucking fun. Anybody that hates on that movie, there's something wrong with you. That movie did it right. Yes, you saw Jason use tunnels. So fucking what? Like, he teleports around that you're on board with, but you see him in some damn nom tunnels, and that's where you're out? Come on now. You know, that movie was a lot of fun. And the Nightmare remake, Freddy, was a lot of fun. Overall, I can see why there's some problems with the movie. It's not perfect. But right. he was so damn good as Freddy... Yeah. I'd easily want there for sequels for more of just to watch him do it. Just, you know, he, he had that great. Epic, he had that epic line. What was it? Uh, did you know that? Why are you die, screaming? Still... Oh no, no, no! When you know your heart keeps beating for like a minute oh. and a half or whatever it is. Your your uh your heart may have stopped, but your brain still has function for six more minutes or something like that. We have we no, still have right. six more yeah. minutes to play. Yeah, I was just like when I saw that there, it was like. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he was great. I mean, he was so damn cool as Freddy. Like I said, I, and I know some of you people, because you're fucked in the head, had problem that he was a child molester now. Yes, that's fucked up. Before, he was a child murderer. He's a bad person. Yeah, at least he let the kids uh, go in this one. I mean, I get that you're upset, but. He, he's a bad guy. Like you get that, right? He's a horror. He's not no, good. No, it, it's the whole anti-hero thing. 
It, it really is. Because you go back and you watch the original Nightmare, Freddy's the street villain. You know, you go back and watch Halloween. Well, I mean, Michael doesn't really change. Um, what's a better example here? I'll just stick with Nightmare on Elm Street because Freddy was a straight villain, right? And then part two, they he kind of he kind of yeah, part two happened. That. Yeah, part two did happen. Yes, that cleaning room scene. God, I love it. Um, and then part three, he started getting quippy, and then four more comical, and then by fucking five, five and Freddy's dead. He was just a fucking laughing stock. Like you, you didn't want to hate him anymore. You forgot that he was killing kids. You know what I mean? No, you do. You do uh, learn to love the villain. Which, by the way, Nightmare Four and Five age a little rough too. But um, oh yeah. But uh, you know, I just that doesn't bother me. I mean, he's a child. Like, dude, killing children isn't better. You know, and honestly, when it comes to his origin, you don't give a fuck who Freddy is until he's Freddy. Like once they burn the guy and he gets the glove and the hat and he's the the dream you know demon whatever, mm-hmm. that's when you're in. And he played that so so well, so terrifyingly good. Like he was great. I I, I saw more. Like that was Warner Brothers as usual these days. Mm-hmm. Drop the ball on that because I'd have been back. You'd have made a sequel with him. I'd have been in. I thought Easy. one of the cooler scenes from that remake thing were the fact that they introduced micro-naps, which are real things because I've experienced them constantly. Oh, yeah. And um, they brought that in. But as he's going down the aisle, things are flying at her, you know, and he's, like, blinking in and out. I just thought that was just so totally fucking cool. It's <laughs> one of the I, I, scenes in the whole movie. Plus, you know, it actually kind of made sense, too, because he, he says it. You know, in all the other ones, he'll, like, wake them up. Mm-hmm. When they're they're screaming, but in this one's like you know I was fucking with you just so much that you wouldn't get enough sleep that when you conk out you're gonna be you're gonna coma. stay out yeah. yeah and I was like and that's true I mean we've all or at least I've been there you know you stay up past a day doing shit if you you know you had to stay yeah. up and you're just exhausted when you drop you're good like you're not getting woke up for a couple of, like that is so it makes sense yeah and thanks to Warner Brothers they're like no nah, no nah, we're not doing it anymore. It, yeah, that and you know one that I will say, like I said, Nightmare had some problems. The Tina scene was ridiculous. I laughed my ass off. They oh, they fucked that up horribly. Her just rolling around and getting yeah. flung around. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Oh my god. That yeah. that uh they they messed that up. But uh, it's just I I hate it. I I hate the fact that Warner Brothers is now famous for just dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah. We we all we all saw Predator, the yeah. one, so <laughs> we we get it. Which had cool effects, but they did a lot of dumbass decisions in that. Yeah, studios the getting involved. Act. Yeah, studios getting involved is always going to be the fucking enemy of these creators. You know, you know, you go back and you watch, and I always bring this up, and it's because Sam Raimi was you know sort of a genius to me. But you go back and you watch Evil Dead. And he didn't have any company breathing down his back. And he brought forth this great masterpiece of a film, Evil Dead. And <laughs> you, yeah, okay, sure. I could do a whole. I could do a whole. I could go back and watch the yeah, listen to the Evil Dead episode, buddy. I, I praise the shit out of it. So anyway, um, and then you can go back and you can go to go back to the original Nightmare on Elm Street. You didn't. You had Wes Craven. 
barely keeping budget, no studio except New Line, and um, yeah, but they weren't they weren't a studio really at the time. They hadn't done no, shit. They, so were, they weren't no, really interfering. They were out of a van. Funny enough, uh, so you didn't have studios breathing down their backs. So they got creative freedom. And what happens when you get creative freedom? You make shit that isn't like everything else. Dude, nine times out of ten, you get a better picture. There are a few times where, obviously, people who are left to their own devices, they can kind of get a little nuts and drop the ball. It, it's happened. But more often than not, you know, especially when it comes to, to comic book movies, if they'd ever listen, if you let the people that know what they're doing and they're passionate about what they're doing, if you let them go, you're going to get a fantastic movie. When you look at a lot of these issues and stupid shit, it's always some dumbass fucking, you know, company thinking they know what's up or whatever, and they try to, to mess with it to try and meet demand of this or that or whatever. Yep. And really, it's just like all your talent's there. I, I mean, it's really simple. I'm not in business, I, but if you have these people that that's what they do, if you let them be, they're going to bring you a really good movie because it's what they do. Yeah, I guess it's that's just, one of the benefits of uh, having James Wan as his own boss. He doesn't really have to answer to anything. They just say, make this. And he goes, okay. You know, they don't I, really, bu- they don't really bug him with it because they know that they can trust him. You know, um, a lot of, a, a lot of directors had creative freedom like that. Wes Craven being one of them, John Carpenter, uh, James Cameron, you know, you can go down the list and because they were trusted, they could do whatever they wanted and they made spectacular films. Yeah. But when you but, let the talent work, mm-hmm. but micromanaging isn't the way to go and, and rebooting and remaking and restarting and re, 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 anything is fucking stupid and it needs to stop because it is killing Hollywood dead. Yeah, it does. And I actually, you know, to a certain degree, I like reboots. And I'm all for franchises. They they can work. But God damn it, man. that That's all we have now. Like, you know, I'm fine with a reboot here or, a, you know, another a sequel. If you get a good movie, by all means. You know, if I want to see more of the character, do it. Especially, like, right. a, you know, horror films. Go on. But it uh, it does not hurt to try something new. And a good example that I, I may have talked about before. You wanted to make they. I just saw this thing. They're rebooting Cliffhanger with a female lead because everything is female led now, and Girl that's not power. in itself. That's not in itself a bad idea. Here's the problem: Cliffhanger is a fun movie. Okay, you got good actors in it, but it's a generic action movie. It's a good generic action movie. Like it's just a stupid plot. That why not just have another action movie set on a mountain? Why call it cliffhanger? You know, just make a new story with a new character, a new chick cliffhanger person, and just build it from there. Give her her own name. Give it its own story. Why bank on the name? Really? Didn't they do that once? It was a mountain or something. Right, farmers? What was that movie called? Vertical Limit? Is that what it was? Vertical Limit? So it was Vertical Limit? Yeah, it was Vertical Limit. Vertical Limit. Okay, I couldn't remember. I I, I haven't watched it since the old black box days, <laughs> the illegal I, days. 
I haven't seen it in a minute myself. But yeah, I mean, they've they've told the story before. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Like really, just take a character, take a woman, put her in a situation. You can create new stories. Like you know, these women, Wait. a lot of them are talented. Okay, I, I I don't have this sexist problem that the rest of the world has or any of this goofy shit. Take mm-hmm. a talented woman. Take Zoe Bell. She's awesome. Build an action movie around her. And if you do that, it'll be good. Why, you know, why try to race? There's no point in this gender swap reboot. It's just stupid. And every one they've done so far is forgettable. I can't, I don't remember any of the movies I've watched where they switch things. Eh. Yeah, this new Charlie's Angel looks freaking terrible. <laughs> Make something original. It's really not that hard. We used to do it all the time. Once upon a time, man before every studio was afraid of losing money and going under and going the way of New Line, how they did it. Uh, thank you, Golden Compass, for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're just going with the safe bets, man. Sometimes you just got to grab life by the balls and run with it. Shit, I mean, <laughs> do I mean, original. That'd be terrific. Yeah, I... I'd... I'd probably see a lot less forgettable movies because I've seen, you know, um, I go to the movies every Tuesday, like I always say. A lot of the films I saw this year, I probably won't watch again. I mean, obviously, they're winners like Endgame, like Godzilla King of the Monsters, John Mm -hmm. Wick 3, the overly fantastic Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these other ones, I won't watch them again. And why I have that on there, since it's a pretty hot topic right now, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood controversy, people, it's a movie, okay? It's Quentin Tarantino's universe, and in this universe, his Bruce Lee's a little cockier and a little bit more comical than in real life, okay? And I know, like, everybody's like, yeah, he's not that cocky, whatever. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Who cares? Bruce Lee is always going to be a legend. I love the man's work. I like his movies. He's a cool dude. Nothing's going to ever affect that. So this Tarantino thinks he was this way, and he made him this. The scene was fun. It's 15 seconds. Fucking let it go. And on that note, I think we're going to have to let all of you go. Because this episode is officially coming to an end. Yeah, yep. Hey, we, we caught up with them and gave them something entertaining. And now that the... Uh, Programs running smoother, where our episodes should be coming along at a much better pace. Yeah, much better pace. So, if you want to join in the conversation, you can catch us at Gorilla Brain Pod on Twitter. You can catch me at Eight Bit Ray on the Twitter machine. He is born twenty eighty three on the Twitter machine. We are on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> like, we don't. When really in doubt, video. Google us. Yeah, when in doubt, use the Google machine. Find us anywhere. Um, and that's about it. So, uh, Sean's, uh, next time you're going to hear from Sean, it's going to be on the Geek World All-Stars, uh, roundtables, take two. Um, and he'll be joined by all of our great podcasts. Uh, so Wizard, Fans on Patrol, Call 45, Pod Person Power, and, ah, Superhero Speak. I was seeing it for this. SH, uh, SHS. Yeah, SHS. Superhero Speak. Yes. I always seem to forget them. Uh, it's not, it's not uh, my fault. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's going to wrap it up, and we will catch you all down the line. 
是。